This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. I'm Rick Camp alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski. Jay, we are closing down February, and you know what March means? March fatness is coming. It's coming soon. Yes. So be on the lookout. Nothing quite yet, but things are in motion. Shockingly, us. Yeah, things are jiggling. Yeah. (laughs) It's not great. Even when we stop, they'll be jiggling till April. That's the name of my album, Jiggling Till April. (laughs) What type of music? Uh, Celtic. Okay. I thought it might be bluegrass. (laughs) No, yeah, you know, that's more of a summer thing for me. Okay, that's yeah, fair. Yeah. All right, so because you all out there have been great to us and we enjoy getting to answer your Ask a Fat questions, we decided today will be a feedback episode. Feedback. Beep, beep, beep. Lots of questions, what you want to know from us, advice we can give, whatever. To help us out, though, as always, we'll ask that you follow the podcast on Twitter at I'm Fat Pod. That's where a lot of the questions end up coming from. Subscribe rate and review the podcast it helps us out greatly in the rankings which i know jade diligently checks all the time you know we're always checking the rankings to see where we're rising yeah to or, we are a roller coaster of emotions when it comes to the chartable page just because yeah. of our infrequency of of posts yes but it's usually very very high for a while then very very low for a while very very high for a while but that's good as long as it's high at some point yes that means things are working So make sure to tell a friend as well, so that way we can build the community, get more questions, get more things answered. So community, let's not waste any time. All right. The first one that I have is from Joe, who wants to know, how underrated is the Take 5 bar? Oh, super underrated. It's got, I'm trying to remember, it's caramel, pretzels, chocolate, nougat, and peanut? No. There's some there's peanut, a peanut butter one. Yeah, yeah, there's either peanut or peanut butter element. The to problem it. with Take Five, and this is the only problem with the Take Five bar, is that it has a unattractive package. Also, Same. name of my album, uh, and the name of the bar isn't very good. It doesn't sound appetizing. Like, take Five. Okay, you're you're telling me there's five ingredients. I understand that. Sure. But the candy bar itself is tremendous, and I think the Super Bowl commercial was good Mm -hmm. because it was like, you never heard of a Take 5? Like, what's wrong with you? Go try a Take 5. They're incredible. I'm ruled out here because of the whole peanut slash peanut butter aspect of it. Yeah, I've got a question related to that, by the way. Okay. Um, Let's take a look at the ingredients of a Take 5 bar. I don't want to say the wrong thing here. Sure. So there's two Take 5. There's a Reese's Take 5, and there's just a regular Take 5. The Reese's one, self-explanatory. Sure. Take 5 bar, milk chocolate, pretzels, peanut butter, caramel, and peanuts. 
I know mm. you're out. Yeah, I'm out. But I'm telling you, it's really good. I have a question on, I got a question on Twitter. I don't have the uh, user. I can't find the question, but it was very basic. What would it take for you to eat peanut butter? Money. Have you ever eaten it before? Yes. And you just, so it's, is it a texture thing? Is it a taste thing? It's is a it taste a smell thing. thing? It's a taste and a smell thing. Hmm. Like have the, you ever the had text, it with like chocolate? The, yes. Still gross. So bizarre. I've I, had it in like with um, like more of a salty where it's like I, I I think I've told the story of when I was going to the gas station early in the morning when I was part time and I was filling up the tank, also getting food for myself, wanted the, oh my God, what do you call it? The Ritz Bits cheese. Yeah. Oh, and you got the peanut butter instead. Yeah. There was a, there was a peanut butter one on the cheese rack. So I just was kind of paying attention. It was like five in the morning. So I grab it, then I get in the car, open it up, pop one in my mouth, and I spit it out the window. Okay, now let me, I'm going to take issue with this because okay. peanut butter in a cracker, in a sandwich like that. Sure. That's like saying I don't like cheese because I had a cheese cracker from the vending machine. Oh, no, I get that that's it's low like powdery gr- and yeah, low Yeah, I get grade. that it's low-grade peanut butter. Okay. I've had peanut, I've had peanut butter out of the jar. I've had peanut butter and chocolate. It's just, it's strange to me and to other people that listen because it is such an inoffensive, like there's no real, like, I can't understand how you wouldn't like it. I can see how you're just like, oh, it's not my favorite or I don't love it. But the fact that you're like, ugh, about peanut yeah. butter is odd because it's just, I don't, it's not bland, but it's kind of inoffensive. To reiterate, I'm not, this isn't like a bit that I'm doing. No, it's, I it's not. I straight up It truly is it. not. I can vouch for that. It is not a bit. Not what, not whatsoever. Yeah, I, it just. I, I'm surprised the smell doesn't get more people because... See, I think it smells awesome. I love the smell. But it is a, de- a decently strong smell considering yeah. what it is. So, But see, if you if you told me you had an aversion to the smell or the texture, I'd be like, okay, fine. I, I get that. I but do the- have an aversion to the smell, not the texture. Okay. I have an aversion to the smell and the taste. I just think it tastes horrible. And you don't eat peanuts at all either. Correct. Hmm. You're missing out on a lot, but it's okay. You like what you like. Exactly. You and that means it. there's more of the better stuff for me. Sure. There you go. All right. I got a question <laughs> here from whatever you whatever you need to tell yourself. I got a question here from Mark. He says, what is the best shake you've ever had? Hmm. If you need to think about it, I've got my answer. And See, it, it's, I, yeah, go ahead. I'm pretty basic, though, when it comes to shakes. Yeah. I only get shakes at a few different places. For me, my st- my go-to is just the vanilla from Steak and Shake. It's terrific. It's, it's very simple. It's really good. I, when it's a shake, I don't want to mix a bunch of junk into I it. I get that. You don't want a blizzard. You want yeah, a shake. exactly. Right. So, yeah, I want it to be more of a pure flavor. So I'm trying to even think of the last time I got a shake. It's been a minute. Well, I need to go get one because the Shamrock Shake is back. That's true. And I love the Shamrock Shake. And McDonald's shakes are really good. Mm-hmm. My favorite shake, and you know, and you're right, the steak and shake ones are terrific. Even if you went with like a cookies and cream or whatever, yeah. But when I realized, I'd heard about it for years. I just never like, eh, I'm not going to get that. The chocolate cake shake, yeah, at Portillo's. Mm-hmm. I imagine that is like, you know, it's like birthday cake flavored cupcakes, and sure, it, it's just it's a flavor. I thought it was just a flavor until I was in the drive-through, waiting for my food, and I peek in the window at Portillo's, and I see. A woman working at the shake machine. Yeah. Shake, shake machine. machine. With a the tin, you know, the metal cup for the yeah. shake and a plate with a pie on or a pay, a, uh, a plate with a piece of cake on it. And she literally goes, boom, 
and just dumps a full piece of cake into the shake thing. And just mashes it up. And I was like, oh, my God. I yeah. had no idea that's what it was. To me, that is the ultimate shake. Because you get now and again, like, the clumpiness of the cake. Yeah. But it's still drinkable. And their chocolate cake is incredible. By the way, made with mayo. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Yeah, it's okay. It's hidden enough for me yeah. to have it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I it, know everybody wants to bring it up that they're like, "You hate you hate mayo, but this has mayo." I'm like, it's, it's mixed in with so much crap. Yeah, when it's yeah. an ingredient, it's fine. But I I don't like it like on a sandwich. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, that's, that's why I can't go too hard on you on a peanut butter. Yeah. Oh, the uh, another one that's really good. It's I mean I guess it's if we're splitting hairs here. I had the vanilla malt from Andy's Frozen Custard. Oh, Andy's is so good. It's very expensive, but it is worth it. Have you ever had the um they call them concretes where they it's yep. a shake and they pour a soda in it? Oh no, the concretes they're like blizzard. Yeah, thing. okay. I can't think of what this is called. Um but they take it's basically like a vanilla shake yeah. and they'll take a I always get the orange one. Okay. They'll take an orange soda and mix it. You know, and it's I, like an orange dream The thing the thing and this is a thing for me wherever I go, I find something I love and I stick with it. That, that, so like for yeah. me it's the it's the uh the boot daddy. Okay. The uh concrete blizzardy type thing. And I've seen those. I've seen that on the menu and I'm like sometime I'm going to get it, but then when I get there I'm like yeah, but I really like See, this. See, that's how I am. That was the first thing I tried there and now whenever I'm there that's exactly what I want. So okay. I, get the, I do I, I'm the same way. I get the same thing every time. The boot daddy's very good. It's uh vanilla ice cream with oreo pieces in there, hot fudge and caramel. You've got me. I'm yeah. in. All right. This is from Craig. I mean, this could take a while to answer if we really wanted to be thorough. <laughs> the best food to pair with beer. Oh, I just think pizza and beer is perfect. Yeah, or beer and wings. Yeah. Anything, I mean, I don't need to overthink Any that. Any sort at of all. like bread type product too, yeah. like pretzels, great. Well, that's the salt, the salt element yeah. of it. But yeah, I think pizza and beer and wings and beer are the two best mixes for sure. Yes. Because I, I usually, when I go out to eat, I don't get beer typically. Yeah, because it's so expensive. Yeah, and I I just sometimes I just don't want to, I just don't want to like be half buzzed, whatever. You're going to be half buzzed off a beer? No, but I, I know. It's like, what's the point? If I'm only going to have one, what's the point, right? <laughs> right, go big or go home. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I usually don't, but whenever we get pizza or whenever we get wings, yeah. beer is, a, is an, accom- an accompaniment, okay, so to speak. And I like... Crappy, macro-produced beer. Yeah. I'll drink a craft beer now and again. Sure. But when it's time to just sit down and have a pizza and wings, just give me a give me a Miller High Life and I'm happy. That's fair. That's all I want. It's cold. Tastes like beer. Boom. I'm in. My next question is from Tobias. He has two questions, actually, and that's okay because he's a P1. Chocolate-covered fruit, yay or nay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. For sure. Strawberries, um, bananas. Yeah, it's not a holy crap thing for me, but it's good. Like, every once in a while... Chocolate-covered strawberry, I'm here for it. I'm always delighted when I'm at a party and I see fruit, Mm -hmm. and then there's some sort of unhealthy dip option next to it. Yeah. Uh, My cousin, uh, Melanie, makes a really good, it's like a marshmallow fluff dip. That's good. And it's, But it's not as thick as marshmallow fluff. By the way, I could eat a jar of marshmallow fluff and just die happy. I love that stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it's more whipped. So you dip strawberries, grapes in it. It's amazing. Okay. I don't know what it's called, but it's good. I don't know where you're calling from, Black, but you're on. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Tobias' second question, what's the weirdest food and liquid you've combined for dunking? Oh, for dunking. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. When we were in college, we were dipping Oreos in beer. Does that count? 
That's just not shocking it's at all. Because but that's, we were hammered and yeah, just trying to find something to do to pass that's the time. Pretty gross. <laughs> What's the weirdest? Huh. I'm trying to think of some of the stuff that I'll do. I'll take sometimes if I'm drinking pop, when I still have it in my mouth, I will then take the oh, sip of pop. Sure. So, Mentos. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's not problematic at all. Blast everybody. <laughs> right, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I just do it with stuff like bread, like where it'll kind of absorb it too. So yeah. I know it's kind of lame, but. Have you ever done, I'm sure you have, I'm sure I've asked you this before and just forgotten, the French fries in a Frosty? Yeah. Yeah, that's a go-to for a lot of people. It's Yeah, it's not a go-to for me, but I've definitely done it because I would be disowned by my wife if I did not. <laughs> yeah. All right, this one from. Our guy on Twitter, Untitled Car Show. Top five foods to eat while driving. French fries, number one. Yep. Easily, because yes. it's just so portable. Yes. Um, chicken McNuggets or any sort of chicken tender. Yeah. Because you can just hold it while you drive. Yep. I would. Sometimes the dipping sauce can get a little dicey. I Here's my trick with the McNuggets. This is not complicated, but I open the box on a chair, mm-hmm. passenger seat, put the sauce cup in the open lid, Okay. That weights the lid down, and okay. then you can dip and kind of, like, make sure it doesn't drip too far and come over. That's how I do it. Okay. Um, I would add fruit snacks to the list. Sure. Yeah. Anything in a snacks-style bag yeah. is easy. Uh, I'll tell you, the worst food for driving is Taco Bell because yes. you just get a car full of lettuce. Yes, you do. <laughs> Which, lettuce better in my car floor than in my mouth. Absolutely. Yeah, that's 100%. Um. Burger, it depends. Yeah, if they're too if juicy. It's, if it's like a fast food burger, you can get away with it generally. Like, I've done that with Wendy's. Yeah. So there's a Wendy's couple, what, not even, maybe half a mile from where Colleen's dad's house is, which is where we lived for a while. And if I had a later shift when I was working at Target, or actually sometimes even if I was driving back from here, I would stop at the Wendy's. I would get my usual at the time of two double stacks uh, and two plain crispy chicken sandwiches. And, it's healthy because they're plain. Right. And I might devour all of it before I get in the door to make sure that there was no evidence for anybody. Do you hide? Yeah, you hide the evidence, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It depended on the day and the situation. If the center console thing, if it had space, the bag might go there. If it didn't, I definitely had other places in the area that I knew I could uh, drop. Yeah, that you gotta, you know, sometimes if it's garbage day, you drive through the neighborhood, mm-hmm. open that window, pop somebody's can open, throw your wrapper in there. Yep, I've done it. I've done it. My garbage can at home, by the way, is just full. It's like a smorgasbord of fast food bags. Nice. Uh, all right, next one comes from Ray, who is Tobias's wife. Yeah, she says, "Do you ever just eat naked to avoid messing up your clothes?" No, I've eaten shirtless, but not naked. Yeah, shirtless. The thing is. You don't need crumbs getting in places that, yeah, you know. Yeah, but you might find a chicken tender like a week later. <laughs> Ooh, oh, it's still warm. Uh, now everyone listening pictured us naked. Yep. You're welcome. Yeah. It's a, oh, is this chicken tainted? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I told you the story I heard about a guy got kicked in a taint. I won't tell it on this podcast. Oh, uh, uh, boy. All right. That's okay. Let me get one here. Yes. Let's see. Wait, picture is naked again. Yeah, you just did it. Yeah, there you go. You liked it. Don't lie. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Tim wants to know what flavor would you pitch to Lay's for new chips? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. 
Hmm. I know they've done, and this may exist already, so if it does, let us know. I've seen people come out with, like, buffalo chicken chips. Yeah. But there's, like, a weird fake chicken taste added. Okay, so one thing for me. I'm out on trying to manufacture meat taste. Yeah. In like chicken in a biscuit? Ch- yeah. Oh. Get oh. out of here. No. Like, that's the one thing Oreos haven't done yet, thank God. Steak Oreos. <laughs> Steak Oreos. <laughs> Filet me Oreos. <laughs> Truly, I would eat that. Uh, but yeah, so none Shane of that. Shane yells at you, what's right. wrong, you eat a steak Oreo? Right. That was a medium well steak Oreo. Why'd you do that? Yeah, stop with that. So just give me like a nice buffalo ruffle. Yes. It might exist. I might be stupid. It's funny because that is the exact I know you're you're the buffalo guy, it's but true. that was exactly what I thought of. Because how many times have you dipped a variety of types of chips into oh. a buffalo sauce of some kind? I dip everything in buffalo sauce. Yeah. See, I'm that way with barbecue sauce. Everything. <laughs> Next question comes from Micah. So the shallow container? <laughs> yes, exists. shot glass. Many people I know who are trying to cut calories and carbs are abandoning beer in favor of hard seltzer. Could you ever see yourself making this transition? Transitioning out of beer altogether? Yeah, no. no not full However, time. However, I've had the seltzers, not for the sake of being like, you know what, I need to lose weight, but just, you know, they're available. And they taste solid. Yeah, I, I was a big fan a couple summers ago of mixing the Tito's and LaCroix. Okay. And I would just take it with me in like a Yeti tumbler. That'd be the only way summer. I would consume LaCroix. LaCroix well, just tastes so flat. Yeah, it just, it adds a nice, someone described LaCroix as if someone ate a fruit salad and then burped and then sealed it. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good, actually. Uh, or someone, th- or you thought about watermelon and then took a sip of seltzer water. That's awesome. Uh, um, but with LaCroix, because that in the summer, it's mm-hmm. kind of refreshing. It doesn't load you up with calories, and uh, you just have a nice buzz going all summer. Nice. Yeah, so I'm here for it. the uh, the truly, ba- truly black cherry. It's good oh, stuff. Truly, and I think isn't black cherry the most popular white claw, too, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah, I believe that's the one that everyone says is the best. Okay. I have not tried the Bud Light seltzers yet, but people I seem to either. love them. Really? Yeah. All right, so my, my version is the Modelo Chilada Limon Isal. Okay. It is so good. Just, it, you don't have to overthink of it. Overthink it. Think Modelo with lime and salt. That's fine. That's uh, my friend Leo from Mexico. He's mm-hmm. from Mexico. Says everybody puts salt in their beer all the time. It's just like a, it's a what fan. you do. Yeah. It's so good. I'm done so, with that. Yeah, and it's and it's a tall boy too. So did you leave that at the Super Bowl party you went to by I, mistake? I did not. I left a traditional Modelo. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they would have been. They would have liked you more if you had the yeah the seriously. Saw. All right, this one's from Reg. What is the best Pepperidge Farm cookie? Milano's. Yep, it's over. Good double. question. Thanks. Yeah, double. By the way. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Of course. Anything okay. there's two is better than one. Yes. Barry Rosner would tell you that. All right, this is from uh, Joe Zadralovich. Joe Zadralovich's family owns Marishka's in Crest Hill. Okay. You may have been there, known mm-hmm. for their poor boys. Joe foolishly asked me, what food do you love that you know will give you a bad time later on? Joe, the answer is Marishka's. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I go there and I get the poor boy, I set a timer in my head oh, and say, do I wait it out here or do I try to make it home first? It's totally worth it. And that's not that far of a drive well, for you either, right? Look, this is when I was at Lewis when it was 
maybe five or six miles away. Okay. So me and my buddy Mike, we have a lot of stories about this with my friend Mike. Uh, he was my roommate in college. We went to Mariska's with his family. We're like, all right, we're good. Feeling mm-hmm. okay. No bubbling happening. Get in the car, head back. We catch a train. Okay. The train's really long, very oh slow. And Mike and I are like, oh, <laughs> starting to feel in the bubbling. <laughs> As Dave Chappelle, only the early makings of what can only be mud butt. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're like, oh, you know. And we've been at Lewis for a long time. So uh, we lived in Founders Hall at okay. Lewis. And we're like, all right, the first floor at Founders is female. But there's no way in our current state we'll be able to get upstairs. So we call our friend and we're like, listen, we know a lot of people on this floor. This, Rick, I <laughs> hand to God, this is a true story. So we call our girlfriends and we say, look, we have a problem, the two of us. You need to clear the bathroom and make sure no one's in there. For we're about a half hour. F- we're five minutes out. Okay. Oh my God. So we get to we get to Lewis. We got to go uphill to get to the door of founders. And Mike and I are doing the full clench. <laughs> <laughs> you know, You're demonstrating like what the clench is I'm doing the clench. Like. We get in there, and I think we were both done by the time our asses hit the seat cover. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but it was totally worth it. Totally worth it. Did you get caught? Uh well no our friends knew so they we just all we could do was own it that's all when in a situation like oh that where you know everybody's gonna find out about <laughs> it you just have to own it <laughs> and I have to say I've had Marishka's a lot since then and yes. it's fine but eating the food at Lewis just makes your stomach bad in general okay. there's another they had a really great fish sandwich at the cafeteria uh huh and me and Mike would order it all the time but same result it was yeah. just you knew if you're gonna eat it you're gonna get sick. So Mike, one time, he's like, yeah, I'll have the fish sandwich. Like, waits it out. They call his number, gets it, takes out the styrofoam, <laughs> walks to the bathroom, and just puts it in the toilet. <laughs> he's like, I'm just cutting out the middleman. <laughs> it was the greatest shtick ever. <laughs> it's 20 years ago, and I still talk about that. I, I, I gave him, like, a slow standing ovation for the <laughs> comedy amazing. bit. He just, like, for the joke, he spent the money for the joke. That is amazing. It was great. Just cut out the middle, man. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. All right. Sorry, Joe. Uh, if you go to Mariska's, your stomach will be fine. I promise you. But, man, that I think we got the extra garlic butter that day. And Oh, boy. Mariska's, though, best poor boy you'll ever have in your life. Go check him out. I'm trying to think of a place where <laughs> I've had that happen. Well, even though it's that, the question is, like, if there's a place you know will hurt your stomach every time, but you do it anyway. Not need- really right now, because the thing is, I'm the one with the stronger stomach. Yeah. So, holy crap. Dan's here with the duck. Right. Normally, normally it's Mitch that barges in, and <laughs> Mitch and Mitch is just like, hey, you know, fat guys. Hey, yeah. guys, some food, you know. Yeah, you know, and then he, like, throws something at us. He throws the food at us. Oh, that's duck. Is that it? All right, let me that's, try. I've never had some. this before. Wait, you've never had duck? No. You've I, never had I've never had duck. One of you? Oh, They're this looks amazing. Nope. All right, get, get the dipping sauce there. What is the sauce? Uh, it's, it could be, I don't know, every place does something duck. a little different. Duck. Okay. Is it got bone? Sometimes it's like a um, plum <laughs> barbecue sauce. Like, traditionally, it's a plum sauce. Okay. Mm. Solid? Yeah. Good duck? Yep. Hold on. Just trying to get a piece here. Rick, have you ever that's, had a bird that's duck not breast. chicken? Uh, whoops. There is bone, so be careful. Okay. Let's see what sauce we got here. This does not look like plum sauce. Oh, that's good. People love that. That'll work. Is this ASMR? Yeah. (laughs) 
I didn't think about that. Might edit that out, but yeah. <laughs> nah, people like that. Yeah. That's all the rage these days. I need a nap. Yeah, seriously. That was so good. I never had duck before. Not like that anyway. I've had duck like mm-hmm. prepared like a roast chicken or whatever. Yeah. But not barbecue duck. Yeah. Okay. Tremendous. So for so for those of you that are very confused, because all of a sudden <laughs> Dan and Connor just like bust into the studio, during the show, we had placed an order for Chinese food, mm-hmm. and it got here while we were recording, so we took a couple minutes to, in both of our cases, have duck that way, like what was it, barbecue duck? Yeah, or crispy duck, it's crispy got a lot duck. of names, but yeah, it was terrific. Yeah, so that was really good. Uh, the pot, pot stickers, stickers were really good. Egg roll was fine. Eh, egg rolls are so hit or miss for me. Yeah. And you don't know until you take a bite, mm-hmm. you know? That's why I almost never order them. I, th- I, fi- I figured it was a good, like, most people get these when they get Chinese food sort of a thing. But yeah. next time I'll just get more pot stickers. They were delightful. Yeah, they absolutely were. Okay. So <laughs> where were we? I got a question here. Okay. Uh, what this is from Kyle. What food or foods did you never expect to fall in love with? Ooh. I have this answer right away. Okay, what's yours? My whole life up through high school, I avoided refried beans. I thought the concept of them was gross. I thought yeah. they looked gross. I don't like beans very much, especially, I mean, at that age. No one does. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I don't want mushy, gross beans in my burrito or taco or whatever. My girlfriend was like, just taste it. I know what you like. Just taste it. Yeah. And the I had the first time I had beans was at El Gallo Tapaccio. On 111th, just west of Cicero, and my life was changed. It was amazing, and I now every time I get Mexican food, refried beans are a staple of the meal. I have to have them. You know, I still lean away. That's weird. I love refried beans. They're so good. They're not bad. I would just normal, in most cases, I would prefer more rice. So that's why I had that picture that I sent to you, Dan, and Connor. <laughs> yes. That With looked, your very phallic plate. Yeah, my phallic plate that had... Two scoops of of rice with a chimichanga that had a queso blanco sauce on it. It's my favorite former Cubs catcher. Queso blanco. Queso blanco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm who for me something that I didn't think I would like that I really really liked. Yeah, something you didn't expect. Yeah, it's it's strange because you and I are. I mean, for fat guys, our palate is pretty basic. Limited. Yeah, and, like, my family's always been pretty limited. Maybe it's because, like, my dad was, my dad was super picky, yeah. even compared to me. Uh, he, was even, he was even more picky than me. So we never really ventured out very far. I, what did I do? I think it was – I tried a different sauce when I went to, like, a, a stir-fry place once. Oh, okay. And I, I've never been big on, like, Asian flavor profiles, which is ironic because we just had some Chinese yeah. food. Oh, but I wanted to give the I wanted to give the place a try. I'm always willing to try things. And I wish I remember what type. It was like some form of sesame sauce that okay. I really was like, I'm gonna try it, but this is not gonna be well, I'm see, assuming it's not gonna be good. Yeah. And I actually I, I it's not like I can't live without it. I don't really get it very often at all. However, it was really good. I don't see I could see where you're saying that because I don't like soy sauce at all. I think it's way too salty. Agree. And like people cover the rice in it, and I think it tastes gross. I yes. do not like the taste of soy sauce. So anytime I see a sauce with Chinese food that looks like that, I'm assuming I'm not going to like it. But what you're describing is different, and it's good. I know what you're talking about. I think it is called sesame sauce. Okay. I think that's what you're talking about. My next one comes from Astro. Cheated his way to get his question Cheating in. bastard. 
What's the best combo flavor? Pizza. Are we talking about combos? To... Yeah, yeah, combos. Yeah, yeah. I, pizza combos are my favorite. Right. Also, get as many get as many Chicago people to say combos as possible. Combos. Combo. <laughs> yeah, it's pizza. Yeah, pizza. Or there are sometimes though where I'm just feeling the cheddar. Yeah, if you're I'm, feeling basic. Yeah, I'm feeling like a basic bitch. I'll yeah. I'll do that. Speaking of the chalky cheese. Yes. Not chalky cheese, but chalky cheese. Right. <laughs> That place didn't stay open very long. No, no. Chalky Cheese, not a big hit with the kids. And a bad character. Yes. <laughs> Everywhere he went. That wasn't dust. chalk. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I'm going to potentially ruin combos for people, by the way. Oh, boy. Have you ever checked the nutrition facts on combos? Why? It is, like, the worst. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's cheese and carbs. But, like, calorie and fat and carb-wise, it is, like, one of the worst things you can buy. But they're still delicious, so do it. Really? All right, I've got a uh, comment slash rant slash going off the rails thing for here from Bob. Perfect. Um, but I think I get to what he's saying. New rule in my house. If you buy a box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, buy two. Put my name on one. I'm inevitably getting an entire box, and it's mine. Then I don't have to be public enemy number one around the house. This can all be avoided with an additional box. So I'm guilty of eating an entire box, then having to go to the store to replace the box, but I can't replace it with a completely full box. So I eat half the box. I can't remember my question. So I, th- <laughs> <laughs> so I think what Bob was asking is, what is the food item that you can eat an entire box or container of in one sitting? Do we have enough time for that list? I know. Dude, I almost ate an entire pint of Ben & Jerry's last night. I had to stop myself just oh, because of the... Is a pint supposed to be an accomplishment? I know. Well, I mean, I can do it easily. Yeah. But I do have diabetes, so I probably well, should not true. eat an entire pint of ice cream. I mean, I did that with Americone Dream last week. Have I told you about the milk and cookies, Ben and Jerry's? Yes. So good. I had honestly forgotten about it. At all times, I have at least three pints in my freezer. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That, um... What's something that I've just housed real quick? Well, I mean, like, pretty much any Girl Scout cookie you can do that with. I was just going to say that. And now uh, it's cookie season, and they're everywhere, mm-hmm. and I could do a sleeve of Thin Mints without blinking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could do a box of Thin Mints without I, blinking. I think we told you we did the we did the EL Fudge. We talked about that last podcast. Yes. Hope bought that box of EL Fudge. Oh, I can house those. It was gone the next day. Yeah. It was, I mean, oh, gone. No, and I, Fudge Stripes? Forget it. I have a fat fashion. Uh oh. I don't think this is that big of a deal, but uh, to normies, it will probably seem like more of a big deal. There was a stretch of time when I was a part timer and I was commuting from Geneva to the city that when I would come in, if I had to stop at the store for something else anyway, I would make sure to get a, well, it's not a box, it's a little, the little container of the EL Fudge cookies, mm-hmm. the double stuffed, and they would be gone by the time I got to the station. I respect you, sir. <laughs> and you hit it. Yes. Yes, of course. You hit the yes. hit the evidence. You have to eat it all by the time you get there, so that way you can use the garbage while you're at work to, to put it in to put to hide from and be like, wife. oh, someone brought cookies for the whole company and I missed out. Darn it. Oh no. There is some uh, angel that like two two or three times a week puts a carton of Oreos. In yeah. the kitchen every week, and they're different flavors. I think they just mm-hmm. want to try them, and they don't finish them for some sure. reason. Weird. Whatever. But, yeah, thank you for sharing. All right. Uh, next one for me comes from Brian. He mm-hmm. says, do you prefer your pizza to be cut into squares or triangles, and why? Does it make it taste better? It's easier to hold as a triangle. Which brings us to the follow-up. If pizza is cut into squares, 
Do you avoid the centerpieces with no end crust? I do prefer squares. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really know why. Same. I do think it tastes different. I I ca- it can't possibly taste different. Yeah, I don't know that it does, but yeah, I just prefer the square format. Yeah, and I do. I am a uh, crust first person all the time. I prefer the middles. See, or we're a perfect I don't even, pizza I, combo. Yeah, I don't even know that I would necessarily say I definitely prefer, but I am very. I'm perfectly fine if I got like five slices and I took got one outside piece and four inners. Perfectly cool with that. Because a lot of time you get the most cheese there. True. Because naturally the cheese is just going to pile up in the middle. Yeah. Unless you don't have a way to level out your car, in which case, what are you doing? <laughs> when you buy a car, hmm, this gets better mileage and it's $10,000 cheaper. But the seat, if I put a pizza there, it's going to be a problem. Right. Then A, you, you either put it on the floor. That's, see to me, that's a gamble. I don't know why. It can be a gamble. It depends. You have to know the logistics of your car. I take a 20-ounce 20, uh, bottle of Coke yep. or Pepsi, lay it on its side, and mm-hmm. it perfectly props the pizza up. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Is it my turn? No, it's your no, turn. No, it's mine. This one's from Cullen. What fast food promos and deals do you find the most irresistible? Well. <laughs> the boy, your face just went from ha to oh, crap. The. Split second. The twenty piece nuggets for four ninety nine. Yeah, is just really hard to resist. Mm-hmm. It's almost like McDonald's begging you to get fat. Like, come on, look yeah. how cheap this is. You'd be stupid to not buy this. It's true. Yeah, that's that's very difficult to pass up. I get it. I'm, I've that's actually one that I have taken advantage of many many times. Yeah. and you know that I'm not near as big of a McDonald's person in general, right? Than you, but um. Oh, they're used to, for a short stretch of time, and I think it did so well that they just don't do it anymore. That I believe Taco Bell had a deal on like multiple cheesy gordita crunches, mm. which that Crunch is eye. that is my default Taco Bell item. I would normally get a couple of those, and then if there was a meal associated, well, sometimes I would get the meal. So it's like one of those with two hard shell tacos. I would get a second one and a caramel apple empanada. Oh, well, that's apples. You got to balance it out with a healthy, healthy well, yeah, proportion. Well, yeah, it's fruit. Yeah. That's impressive. I'm still a little mad at Taco Bell for discontinuing the double decker, but I'll get over it. I'll find yeah. something else. The Mexican pizza is a favorite. Um, but yeah, the 20 piece nugget is the irresistible deal for me. All right. This one's from Mary, who is joining us again. Thank you for participating. Right. After missing two episodes with pneumonia, whatever. Said food when you're sick. First of all, give me all the carbs, toast, bagels, a two-day-old pizza crust, whatever. Secondly, soup. Give me all the soup, not just any soup, though. Specifically, the lemon rice soup from the Wheel and Hammond. Interesting. Okay. And GTFO with Panera Soups. You ever seen the meme where it says, it's like a guy at a table and it says, this is this, tell me I'm wrong, or argue with me, whatever? Yeah. Someone said Panera is just overpriced hospital food. Tell wow. me I'm wrong. And since I've seen that, I'm like, damn, that's kind of accurate. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's high-end hospital food. Like by hospital food standards, yeah. It's high end. It's so overpriced. I never bother. I went to so I tell you, every time we go to Bourbon A, mm-hmm. I go to beat up like 50 times. Yes. And I was finally like, I could feel my heart straining. Like, all right, I got to have something that's not. That was not actually go- from the football? Yeah. <laughs> right. I need to have something that's not going to kill me. So I got some soup at Panera. Okay. A large soup. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so I to go, which is probably like a bowl and a half. Yeah. Guess how much? Oh, like ten fifty. Yeah, ten bucks. Holy crap! It's soup. It's literally chicken stock and like twenty cents worth of chicken breast and mm-hmm. some vegetables and stuff thrown in there. The cost of that was maybe thirty cents. When I've the last like three or four times I've gone to Panera, the only thing I've gotten is like a baguette. Or I will go for the bread. Yeah, take out a loan. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and I just, that's all I get. And then I'll just like rip off pieces of the baguette and eat it on the way home. Yeah, there you go. Oh, so to answer your question, Mary, when I'm sick, yeah, soup is my go-to. Yeah. Because usually I'm just feeling kind of like, even when I have a cold, mm-hmm. eating can be difficult just because you're just so weak or whatever. Yes. So give me like all the chicken noodle soup or chicken and dumplings you can. Yep, agreed. Uh, another thing, and I am... The least Starbucks savvy person in the world. I only go to Starbucks when I'm sick. Yeah. Uh, I got a medicine ball. ball. Yeah. Medicine ball's great. The truth. Okay. This one from Juan. What food is worth taking a road trip for? Now, he's thinking like even like cross country and stuff. Like, you know, like if I'm going to this place, I'm going to make sure to stop here. Okay. Um, If I'm going south, I'm absolutely getting Waffle House at least once. Mm -hmm. If I'm going west, I'm getting In-N-Out Burger at least once. Okay. Even though you think it's overrated? It's not. It's good. It's really good, and it's different. I But, like, when I lived... So, when I was a kid, and I lived in Virginia, we had Chick-fil-A all the time. Okay. And then when we moved back here, it was before Chick-fil-A came to Chicago, and we craved it forever. Yes. I don't know if I lived in a place that had In-N-Out Burger, if I moved away from it, it that I would miss it. But if I see one, I'm getting Interesting. it. Because it is really good, but I just... I don't know, but I if I'm if I see when I'm going, let's put it that way. So if I'm okay. when I'm in Arizona, when I'm in California, I'm getting in an out burger at least once. It's becoming part of the trip. Okay. So that to me, it's Waffle House, In and Out Burger, and if mm-hmm. I'm going to Nashville, I got to get hot chicken at one of those places. Sure. I think Bolton's is my favorite. But okay. Speaking of hot chicken, did I tell you about my Valentine gift? I'm a, well, it's hot chicken and it's this podcast, so I'm assuming it has to do with Fry the Coop. It is Fry the Coop, who is a new sponsor of the Madhouse Podcast, by nice. the way, which is great. They had uh, Valentine's Day bouquets of hot chicken. So six chicken tenders on skewers, like spread out like a fan on red cellophane paper. And it came with two pink heart donuts and two orders of fries. Uh, And remember, remember how Hub was talking about the apple fritters? Yes. And it's the Tallarico Martin Bakery. They're the ones that supply donuts to Mm -hmm. uh, 7-Eleven. Yes. They're the same ones that gives Fry the Coop their donuts. Oh, okay. The best donuts you'll ever have. If you're talking about like just a standard bakery, like soft sure. cake donut, it's so. Good. I know, like, do right. They have all those like fancy ones or whatever. Yeah. But as far as basic donuts go, check out Seven Eleven. Those Tellerico Martin Bakery donuts are the truth, and they have them at Fry the Coop, and it was amazing. Boy, that was my I, Valentine's I, dinner. I really blew that opportunity because uh, Colleen would have appreciated that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I'm a bad husband. Well, I was also year. here. Yeah, so. next year. Yeah, it's true. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, for me, a uh, place in when I went to Myrtle Beach on my honeymoon, because like I, I so rarely ever go on vacation, uh, River City Cafe is like more of like a local chain. Okay. It's uh, like a like a divey burger place. Okay. Their, bar, their barbecue burger is fantastic. It's like one of those places where they have license plates all over oh, walls yeah. and like that. <laughs> you know it's good when you see that. And I'm pretty sure they have peanuts as well. So if you're a peanut person, you can do that. Just like on the floor and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So they they take care of you. That's a really good one. 
Um, I can I have a local one that I can admit that I've done. I may have admitted it before. I don't remember. The um, in DeKalb, the cheese nuggets from Pizza Pros that I yes. have mentioned plenty of times. Or really, you could also count the beer nuggets from Pizza Villa. I may have made trips on days off I had in Geneva where I knew Colleen was working, so she would have no idea I was doing this. <laughs> I would order cheese nuggets from Pizza Pros, drive from Geneva to DeKalb. How far is that? How long of a drive? Half hour. Okay. Half hour-ish. I would drive from Geneva to DeKalb to get cheese nuggets and then eat them on the way back and dispose of the evidence before I got home. That's that's intense. I love it. Is that like a DeKalb thing? Cheese nuggets? Like, or like the beer nuggets? Beer I know nuggets they exist are, elsewhere, yeah. but that's that yeah. seems to be like where it's most famous, at least around here. Yeah, Lucalo's R.I.P., was a place that ha- that was known for those. Pizza Villa is just known as like really good food, but they also have very good beer nuggets. All right. I get, next time I'm out that way, I got to get them. All right. I've got one more question on my end. This is from Matt. He says, The Patch, which is our local newspaper, posted about your most favorite restaurant that closed. What was yours? What did they do that set themselves apart from the pack? Uh, I may have mentioned this place before on the podcast. It's called Reds. Okay. It was in, I believe it was Mount Greenwood on 111th Street. Me and my dad used to go every weekend, and I think that was part of why it holds a special place to me. It was just a bit your basic hot dog place, mm-hmm. but me and my dad would go every Saturday or Sunday, bring it home for the family, and we would eat Reds. It was a cool, like, kind of a, like a shack kind of a place, and it had, like, this long wiener hot dog as yeah. the logo, and it just had that feel to it, you know? Uh, and I loved Reds hot dogs. I'm sure someone, li- I, I know for a fact, people listening to this know what I'm talking about, um, but Red's Hot Dogs immediately comes to mind. Mm-hmm. And then kind of related, Junior's Hot Dogs, which is my favorite hot dog place. They used to be all over the south side. There's only one left as far as I know, 95th and Ridgeland. It's still there, but the one at 79th and um, like right by State Road closed. Sure. The one in Payless closed. The one in Tinley closed. Hold on. Hold on. What? I've got to call shenanigans on you for Why? This. Why? So you still say that Junior's is really good, right? Yeah. Even though all of them are closing? No, there's is, a, is it well, outside there, of the one. Okay, outside of the there, one. There are there's a couple of changed names. Okay, that used to be Juniors, but someone bought it and then they called it like there's Don's. Okay, it's the same exact food. The one in, okay. in Burbank, I believe, is called Coops. So they changed the name, even though it's basically the mm. same place. This sounds like backtracking because I think you know where I'm going. No. This is the lot of the logic that you use for Qdoba being trash. Is oh, that, that, that the locations closing? are closing? Yeah. So Jay Zawoski, who but are you crafting? It's a, well, here's the difference. Here's why I'm right on this, because Qdoba's a chain right. with a lot of funding. Juniors are independently owned by families or small businesses. And as we know, small business owners are struggling because country's broken. Yeah. For however, whoever you want to blame for it, that's fine. Sure. But small business owners are struggling. Mm-hmm. So these places are turning over a lot. Back Like when I was in high school and before, sure. these places were thriving. Because people supported local business more, and right. it, was, it wasn't so much about fast and cheap. It was more about, let's go to this place we like. Right. So a lot of those juniors have closed just because the the families can't afford to run them anymore, mm-hmm. or they've aged out of business ownership and couldn't right. find a buyer. So that's a big part of it. But the ones, the best one was the one at 79th in Burbank. At last check, it was, I'm not that way very often anymore because of where I live, but I think that used to be called Coops. And then again, Don's Hot Dogs in Orland 
151st, just west of Harlem, is the same exact food as Junior's, but the last Junior's, mm-hmm. actual Junior's, is 95th, just west of Ridgeland. Or just east of Ridgeland, I'm sorry. Okay. It's funny because mine is the same type of place, like a Vienna beef hot dog stand, except it was like this really tiny building in West Chicago. So if you're in West Chicago ever, it's just on the east side of 38, which is Roosevelt Road and Joliet Street. Okay. It's called ha- it was called Happy House. It's now called Happy Dog, and it's like different people. They're, it's not the same food. So it's that part of it's very disappointing. But Happy House was so good. High end, like the jumbo dogs were fantastic. That was shockingly what I would get. Crinkle cut mm. fries, of course. <laughs> the pizza puff was fantastic. My dad would always get an Italian sausage because every Saturday my mom would work. My dad would be home with myself and my brothers. We would always, always get happy house. And my dad was happy. We'd all be happy. Depending on the day and the weather, it was a block and a half away. So we were a couple blocks away. So we would just walk over there, get our food. They had a couple tables set out, and we would just eat there. I don't understand when people buy... Like when ownership changes and someone takes over an established place right. that does well for whatever reason. Yeah, why would ownership, you change Ownership, health, age, whatever. Why do they change stuff? It's already proven to be working. Mm-hmm. I know they do it maybe to cut costs like, oh, these buns are cheaper yeah. or these fries are cheaper. They are, but as soon as you change something, yeah, it people turned, are going to stop going. I went to Happy Dog once yeah. after everything changed. It wasn't the same. And it's, it wasn't even like... It's not even bad. Right. It, it's, right? It was okay. It, it's not as good, but you've got this memory in your brain of what this place is supposed to be. Right. It's not that anymore, so I'm not going there anymore. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Last one before Fat we get anger. out of here. Fat Cause, anger. Because I should probably go back to work at some point. Eh. It's from Mitchell. KFC Pizza Hut has a famous bold pizza that's happening. What other fast food restaurant menu items would be good on a pizza? I don't like these things. I agree. Okay, so first of all, pizza's pizza. Pizza's pizza. Uh-oh. It needs Rick, to, it needs to be I what had it to is. Describe the scene. Rick is swelling up right now. He just <laughs> spiked his notebook. He spiked his pen, and he's positioning himself for what can only be a rant. I'm just gonna sit back. I'm gonna J hood this one and put my feet up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a paper. Why <laughs> well, I'm listening? Right. Okay. I get that we're trying to be creative and, get, you know, make a buzz and whatever and get people to just, you know, be curious and come in and try your food. Make better food because there's no reason for this type of crap. It might be okay, but it's not worth the effort to everything. Oh, here's something unique. We'll make everything into a pizza. Right. Pizza's fantastic because it's pizza. I don't need... Do I want? A, do I like KFC bowls? Absolutely, they're solid. It's a great concept. Throw a bunch of crap in a bowl and you're good. <laughs> Fine, but keep it off of my pizza crust. All right, pizza is sacred. It's one of the few things that put that on your gravestone. <laughs> right, pizza is one of the few things around here that's really hard to screw up. Yeah. So stop trying to screw it up. It's pizza. I wonder if we're don't more, overdo it. Yeah, I wonder if we're more sensitive to it because we're from Chicago. Probably, because like, I'm not even thinking deep dish. I'm just thinking. Yeah, but if you generic live in, ass pizza, if you live in you know North Dakota, 
and pizza is not sacred. Right. They to probably you. feel they probably like stop messing with our bison burgers or something. I don't know. Where was it? Oh, Cody. We went to Sabaro with Cody. Yeah. And he got buffalo chicken pizza. Okay. Okay. Get your red onions off everything. Right. Just because you're around the bulls doesn't mean you have to make as many dumb decisions. <laughs> it's contagious. <laughs> it really is. Look at Tony Gill. Well. Well, he made a good decision. Tony is. <laughs> but he has bad thoughts. Tony is special. He has so many bad thoughts and about food. Oh, yes. Maybe at some point if we actually start doing guests, we'll have to get in here to basically on a podcast, have everybody point in and be like, Listen to how dumb he is on food. Uh, let's make Tony make him March Fatness bracket and just see how bad it is. Oh God! <laughs> Be like, broccoli. Ugh. Ugh. Dairy free cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, this is an Arby's. <laughs> let's just, actually let's just ask him to do it and not actually put the bracket in. I just want to see oh, what he comes up with. Just release it as shtick. Yeah, I just want to see what he comes up with. Like his favorite. I'm here for this. Yeah, we could do that. We'll do that. All right. All right. <laughs> We appreciate everybody who listens to every episode, has subscribed, rated, and reviewed the podcast. If you have not already, please do so. Also, tell a friend. There's always something in an episode that's going to click with somebody that they'll they'll hopefully be a P1 with us and be listening. So follow the podcast on Twitter at I'm Fat Pod. That's where you send a lot of our questions if you're not basically friends with one of us on Facebook already anyway. And that's where we get a good amount of our questions. So he's Jay. I'm Rick. This is the I'm Fat Podcast. All right, I think we got a lot accomplished here today. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Simple Mobile, you get the no contract advantage. Those other mobile companies make you think you're in control, but you're really not. Simple Mobile is different. You can get a powerful nationwide 5G network all without a contract. It's the reliability you need when you need it. With no mystery fees, no activation fees, and no contract ever. Simple Mobile. Out with the old, in with the simple. 5G-capable device and SIM required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. 5G network not available in all areas. 5G upload speeds not yet available.